detective. Thrill me. Another week, another episode, another remake. Mm-hmm. Gents. This is what happens when you go on holidays, mate. Yeah, yeah. You just get lazier and lazier. <laughs> <laughs> There's another movie new called This is Neville Just Watch That too. <laughs> yeah, so you guys covered the original. I heard what you had to say. I will give my feelings very briefly on the original. Haven't seen it in a little while. I'm I'm with Maddie. It's a four star affair for me. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really really well done. I think it's super stylish. Mm. Yes, it's. I agree with you. It's slow. It's very slow. But when it hits the actual, it builds to that yeah. big massive explosion of her rage, mm. and that works. So I, I like it a lot. Nice use of the word rage, mate. Reference to Carrie too. Yes, the rage. Yep. It wasn't an accident, it. was it? That's, the, not only watching you, it. that's the only one you've got to watch left, mate. I'm not watching it. It's got to be somewhere. You've got to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to be better than the same. I saw before. it years ago. Yeah, it's not great. No, it's not good. good. Yes, it's not good. But before we get into any of that, let's do an up or down. Now, the f- recently a trailer, it was probably about a month ago, was it? Or No, it was Super Bowl. Yep. Super Bowl, they gave out sort of like a teaser thing of the new Stephen King series, TV series called Castle Rock. I'm up because this stuff I think is not from his actual books. Is that correct? No, it's, I think it's a universe. Total universe. Yeah. Super up on it. Um, it hasn't given away much. No. But it looks kind of creepy, and. It, this is just the measure of the man. He's got so much work and so much great stuff that they can take the, the, the fictional town he created and turn it into something totally different, like not connected to his books but within that universe. And that shows how, what a, I guess, what a effect he's had on horror and storytelling over the last 25 years. I, I, I truly believe he's the, the most influential novelist we've had in in the last you know, 30 or 40 years. Definitely. If, if, especially you go down, down half Very hard horror, to argue. Yeah, especially you talk about horror. Like, But even, like, you talk about, you're probably looking at, like, the J.K. Rowlings and stuff like that, but that's, I don't put that in the same... No, not even. No, place. different. Like, she's touched... She's very good. Like, she's good as well, but I'm talking about he has had a, a long career. That's what I mean. I wouldn't put her in the same ballpark as him. But yeah, and she's she, probably she, one of the bigger ones. Yeah, sure. and she's only had a... She has had a, a niche, and it's a good niche. Like, yeah. She is a very good writer too, like there's no doubt about it. But he's just got this... The, my brother summed it up, you know, we were talking about the fact that he men- he's actually mentioned in himself in his own books mm. a couple of times. Mm. And as my brother was saying, that is the, the only the most famous of famous could mm. do that. You know, and get away with it, mm. not come off as a wanker. Mm. Like people going, oh, what sort of tool would put himself in his own book? He's the master of his craft. Kanye West. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> master of his craft, definitely yeah. the king of horror. But it's a big up. Kong of horror, horror, if you will. Kong. <laughs> the Kong of horror. Kong of horror. <laughs> um, it's a big up for me. Yeah. <laughs> big up. And and I, I don't know how long before it comes out. It's come out mid year, maybe. I think so. Yeah. I saw it. I saw that, and I just thought. Not only is it a testament to to how good Stephen King is, but how lucky are we to be sort of watching TV at a time where there's independent, like the, your Netflixes and your your Hulus. I think this, what's this one? Yeah, Hulu. This one. Yep. But um, that have 
got a budget that are making this niche stuff yeah. that might not necessarily get everyone in, but it's quality television. It's not that same churned out rubbish that's going to appeal to the majority. I felt really lucky that to, to be able to watch something. I can't wait for it. It looks yeah. great. Yeah. Production values look good. It's um, nice to have an escape from Married at First Sight. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's going to not even yeah. start. Uh, we just bought a 55-incher for the bedroom so Riley could just leave me alone in the living room and I don't yeah. have to watch it anymore. I can't I can't be subjected to that fucking dribble anymore. Oh, no. So you're right, Matty. Your sentiment is Spot echoed on, strongly over here, mate. Yeah, good. And the thing about these streaming services is they're allowing them to get away with more. You can go in any direction you want. Yeah. You can add as much violence or yeah. sex or whatever you want. If people click on it, yeah. then they'll keep making good stuff. And to me, you don't get some of this stuff on free-to-air television. Well, you like HBO have... started it with a lot of that. Yeah. You know, even, yeah. So, even going as far back as something like Sex and the City where that wasn't on free-to-air television, that was on cable, mm. and it was touching on subjects that you probably couldn't have got away with on free-to-wear specifically until later at night. Mm. But then they started building on that. Yeah, Sopranos. And then you just got bigger and bigger. Now you're finding so much good television that's nowhere near the the free-to-wear stuff. You well, know, as soon as that, you know, know, once you've been paid for the cable and it's the cable company doing yeah. it, you're cutting out the advertisers. So yeah. you're not getting someone saying, hey, we'll give you a million bucks and put our car commercials on here for 30 seconds, but you can't have any boobs or yeah. you can't have any violence. Yeah, yeah that's right. You don't do that anymore. It's just like we're paying you direct and you're saying, all right, well... This might work. So yeah. mm. um, I'm definitely a, a big up because, I mean, he's been doing this shit in his books for years. Like, I'm, I've read Carrie to try and sort of get into the what was different with the book and that sort of thing. And in there, you're getting mentions of Teddy Duchamp, Teddy Duchamp or whatever from yeah. Stand By Me. And yeah. it's like, mm. he's just done this. In every single book you read, you get this, you know. References. The yeah. music references as well. Yeah. So he's been crossing his stuff over in his books for years and created this. So it was kind of a natural extension for someone to go, fuck, why don't we do that on TV? So, yeah. But I'm happy to see, you know, they're going to be original stuff. The other thing about the trailer is it gives you nothing but a reference of Shawshank, but then they show, you know, the person in Shawshank being the guy that played it, and you just can't help but think, that's not a coincidence, you know, yeah. there's something here, and then Sissy SpaceX in it, and you're like... Yeah, I'm in. How are we yeah. going to do this? I just want to see it. No, stupid fake holes. <laughs> um, but the other thing for me is that um, Kevin Smith's offsider that he does the podcast with, Mark Bernardin, who I've mentioned a lot here, he's actually one of the writers. Oh, okay. And I've got a lot of respect for what he sort of puts out as, you know, uh, he often comments on current films and what he mm. liked about them and what he didn't. And I think he's got a really good sense of storytelling. So I'm interested to see what he what can do. What about JJ? Say. I like the guy, but I never got into things like Lost. Mm. So I'm I'm definitely an up because he knows he knows how to make quality stuff. Like you know, and he's overseen stuff like Cloverfield, which yeah. I think is one of the one of the better examples of creativity out there in Hollywood at the moment. That we're making these movies that sort of have nothing to do with each other. The characters don't don't cross over, but the yeah. universe is together, and we're going to tell a story that way. I'm all for that. So yeah. I think he's definitely a, a good addition. I was just, as well. just listening to you talk about. Um, the Wire on 
um, Zach Lowe's podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's, he's written this book about it and, like, he, yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot about what he's done. No, nah, a different dude. That, that's Is that JJ Abrams? No, no, that's Jonathan Abrams. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Sergio Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I'm bringing your podcast. I'm pretty level. sure it wasn't JJ Abrams. <laughs> Just to bring it back, though, I'm definitely buying that book. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. He's a great writer. writer. Yeah. He's a dude that does all the oral histories on Grantland and the yeah. Rio. So yeah. he did like the oral history of the 86 I'm Houston sure Rockets. I'm sure nobody that's listening had the same <laughs> preconceived that he's there. Good. But the bottom line for me is someone like John... <laughs> he's a J.A. He gets around. So I'm thinking, what the fuck's he doing on Zach Lowe's podcast? That's what I was thinking. Hang on, I'll listen to that. Is this no, another no. Edward Shyamalan situation? <laughs> <laughs> tell him about the <laughs> J.J. Abrams, too, is somebody that... Isn't on Zach Lowe's podcast. No, he's yeah. not on Zach Lowe's podcast. <laughs> but he's also... I mean, I, I never got into Lost or anything either. But no. the fact is, the guy obviously has a pretty good handle on producing some of this stuff. So he's going to be somebody who looks after it, yeah. the material. He's not just going to go, you know, this is... I'm just chucking my name on this shit and we'll walk away. I mean... King's chucking his name on it more than <laughs> King has forgotten about, you know, what his name's on. I mean, essentially, the bloke's, the bloke's cinematic output is now 40 plus years. Yeah. He's probably forgotten he's, half the stuff he wrote, to be honest. The, the, the he situation. Has. Well, he, well he through has the 80s, he, he was coked the eyeballs and didn't remember and writing. Some quality, don't worry. And I believe he's also in, uh, I think it's in On Writing, which is his book that's kind of semi autobiographical, semi. Which is uh, excellent. Advice on writing. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a line in there that's talking about, you know, writing shit, uh, you know, when you get caught into traps and write some real shit, and he goes, as the author of Maximum Overdrive, I'm qualified to talk about some shit. Yeah, I just think he's it's he is in a renaissance period again, you know, like he's yeah. back again, and he's shit that's been, you know, he previously had has been remade, and then he, TV shows are churning out. The, the fact that his stuff is still as relevant as he is, even, even stuff like Stand By Me, you go back and watch that, and it's very much a period piece, but you watch it and it's still an unbelievable movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's well. If he's you just, put, if you put together, he's he's known as the master of horror. But if you put together his, you know, your favorite, my personal um, favorite Stephen King movies, full dramas, a bunch of them are, you know, the, yeah. the Dolores Claiborne, Shawshank, um, Stand by Me, Green Mile. They're not horror. Like, yeah, misery is not even horror. Misery, misery is yeah, another one like thriller. He's just, but then you put the horrors in there, and it just takes it to another level. Like mm. the, both, it's. Uh, but there's so many. There's still a few gems that haven't even been looked at. You know, well, like, Gerald's game was. Yeah, Gerald's years. game was. Yeah, and people didn't want. People said it was unfilmable, and then somebody went, "Oh fuck! Uh, Everyone's got an option on Stephen King except Gerald's game. We yeah. better have a crack at that." Yeah. You know, and there you go. Is that the one with um where she's tied up in? Yeah, the, in the bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Really the, good. Really, really, they did a really good. Because he had a heart attack or something, and she's yeah, sort of yeah. stuck there. She's stuck yeah. there. It was, it's really good. Um, but things like um, one of my favourites is that from the Buick Eight. Yeah. Which is is kind of like a supernatural, but a mix with a coming of age, and mm. was, I loved it. Yeah. Mm. And and the supernatural stuff was to me background. The, the coming of age stuff yeah. was phenomenal, and I think that's what makes him such a great writer. Well, as I said, the, I think last week I said it to you guys that the Long Walk hasn't been done either. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of his oldest books, and it's fucking awesome, mm. you know. And no one's done that. Like he's just got such a depth of work to to go with, you know. I love the fact that his short stories, some of his key short stories, like the one man gets a gig somehow. Yeah. Uh, and then the movie's nothing like the book. Uh, 
Yeah, but the book was garbage. Yeah, it was <laughs> so it was garbage. Yeah. The movie was bad, was. but at least it made some sort of sense. The book, the short story, was just about some dude who nudes up and starts mowing some guy's lawn. It's like, like, even science fiction, Langoliers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like he's he's got this all over the place. Drink mixture of stuff. Yeah, drink, drink, drink. Yeah, you're not a the depth there. I'm not a good well, I haven't read the Langoliers, but the movie was fucking shit. series, <laughs> 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 sorry. All right. Oh, yeah, were you? You're up on it. Yeah, you're I'm, up. I've already, I've already gibbered on enough that yeah, I'm up on it. So well, we, we all just bloody, you know, shined in really. Yeah. For ten minutes, we've gone on about how great the bloke is. So I think it's fair to say we're all up. I don't want to oh. say anything else. I'm going to sound like an idiot. <laughs> 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 that might be the best time I've had yeah, yet, though. Yeah. Keep, me, keep <laughs> your fucking shit to yourself. <laughs> I think I'm three to three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything basketball-related, I feel like... It's, yeah, I can't wait for the next Mate, one. if you feel you're on unstable ground... Yeah, Michael Jordan was great in uh, Black Panther, you know. Might be still looking pretty fresh at 55 years old. <laughs> it looks like he could still play. That's right. I think he must be really upset when he sees his successes. <laughs> Next time, just give us all like a, a glance, like, am I on the right track here? And we'll be like, no. Look, when I say hello, Mr. Thompson, <laughs> step on your foot, yeah, you'll know. <laughs> You're off base. <laughs> Stop talking, please. Oh, all right, well, let's uh, let's get into the trailer. <laughs> 2013 remake of Carrie. Yay! Carrie, do you understand what's happening to you? If I concentrate, I can make things move. You're a witch. You know the devil never dies. He keeps coming back. There will be a judgment at Carrie. Carrie, we did our October 18th. Carrie from 2013. Directed by Kimberly Pierce, who did Boys Don't Cry. Uh, produced by Judy Bell, J. Miles Dale, and Kevin Misher. Um, he, Kevin Misha, was producer of The Scorpion King and uh, The Rundown, or Welcome to the Jungle. So he's a fan of The Rock. Then. Yes. Right. Uh, written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who did the Town Dreaded Sundown remake. And I think he's mm. involved in Riverdale, and I think he yeah. might have been involved in Glee previously. Town Dreaded Sundown was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It was interesting the way yeah. they did it. And obviously it's based on the novel by Stephen Kong. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Chloe. Chloe Grace Moritz as Carrie White, Julianne Moore as Margaret White, Ansel Egort as Tommy Ross, Gabriella Wilde as Sue Snell, and Portia Doubleday as Chris Harginson. Budget of $30 million and a box office of about 85 worldwide. Charlene Woodley turned down the role of Carrie. Good. And while Hayley Bennett, Emily Browning, Lily Collins, and Bella Heathcote auditioned, and Hayley Steinfeld was also considered for the role. Hayley Steinfeld would have been all right. Mm. I'm, I'll get into that a little bit later about that trivia because there's a dislike I've got about that whole casting for me. Yeah, Four girls, you want to see a boy take the role? No, or? no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gibbo, thoughts? It's easily one of the best horror movies ever made. <laughs> yeah. uh, was it you who yeah. said credibility was slipping? <laughs> no, no. So I, I actually, when I first watched it in, like when it came out, 
I saw the trailer for it and I was really keen. I thought like this is a fucking cool mm. thing to reboot now. Like with the effects and things, they could probably go a lot, do a lot better with it. When I watched it back then, I thought it was pretty good. Watching it very soon after watching the original, it's jarring how much of it's just a note by note, just a recreation yeah. of the original movie, which isn't a good way to do it. You need to bring something new to the table. So yeah, definitely when I first watched it, I actually liked it a lot. And then this this time, not anywhere near as much. There's a, there's a couple of bits in there that I really like, but in t- you'd have to probably give the original, even though I didn't really like it that much either, you'd probably give it the, the, the nod just because it's at least original. This one just feels like... It, it, it's not quite Beauty and the Beast copy because hmm. that felt like a movie you didn't even need to watch. If you'd seen the original, you'd seen this one. And this is very similar. Obviously, production and stuff with the FX is better, but the you've got to still get to give the original props. So I'd probably only go with like a two for this one. Yeah. <laughs> and you liked it more than everyone else in the room. Well, the first time, the first time I watched it, it was had, a lot better. Had watching you seen it, the original at that point? Oh, ages ago. But yeah. just watching him. Like back to back, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just like, holy shit! This yeah, is yeah. just a carbon copy. Yeah. yeah, you pick up on all those little things that are just straight out. Yeah, like the little specific lines that they say at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah. the shower scene at the start, like all of that stuff. The lights shattering. They could have done something. Everything. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's uh, I don't know if I disliked the movie. I still liked it. It's still you know Stephen King's material. It's still good material. Yeah. But when you're looking at it through that lens of we just watched the other one, it crushes it. It's not even close. Yeah. Like it's it's it's. Uh, there's a couple of things that they try to go with to make the point of difference, and they all fall flat. Uh, as you said, you're watching parts of it, just saying, "Yeah, we've seen this," and anything that we wanted to see that was, you know, any 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 changes that you could make or anything new you brought to the table, either didn't go far enough or they just didn't work. So yeah. it's. Uh, Probably a two and a half. Because as I said, I still enjoyed it. I still like Stephen King. I still like the material. But it just, yeah, probably two and a half is fair, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, I think I was just too committed to the original to enjoy this at all. Yeah, you were. You were very, I, very much com- yeah. comparing. It was the it was the same movie, but had like no laughs in it from the original. So it was just a drag until you got to the violence. And then that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, the way they did that bit, yeah. it was good. But it felt a bit forced even, so I guess we'll talk about that a bit later. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so for me it was a one and a half. You definitely weren't saying, I liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, totally agree with all of you. I think that for me it's well acted and it's well made in terms of you can see the money. But it is just, it has absolutely zero difference from what the original had. And De Palma, it was dripping with style. Yeah. And this one is just by the numbers, as generic as it can possibly be. Um, It's directed with no flair, with nothing. And I think the characterizations, for the most part, are fucking terrible. Mm. Except for the the only person who, there's two, two actors who I feel, and nobody's, Super, super bad. Like I think Chloe Moretz is fine. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a. I've got a dislike on her, but it's not about her performance. Mm. Julianne Moore kills it. I, yeah, I think she she's good absolutely fantastic because she's down at a few notches to buy yeah, the lorry, yeah, yeah. and there's all these weird ticks to her. Let's not go too deep into it. We've got the lights coming, mate. But yeah, yeah, and I thought Ansel Egor was was pretty good yeah. too. But other than that. It just it just feels like a sort of a why because 
You didn't do anything new with it. And it was right yeah. for a remake, yeah. but you did nothing to make it f- worth coming back for. Yeah. Um, and, it, I mean, as it's, it's close as, you know, the worst type of remake is something like, you know, Cabin Fever or Psycho, which basically does it for the down exactly mm. the same. Mm. But this is the next level of bad remake. It's not one of those, it like... It just doesn't come anywhere with anything. The remake of It made sense because the production values were so poor in the original that it made sense. Let's remake it. Let's give it a bit of uh, a spice and it'll yeah. be a much better movie. Plus, this, the, it's all person-based. It's all... The whole thing yeah. is about the interrelationships about, with the people yeah. and how they... A sort of they do a mean thing, but they're not necessarily dislikable people in on the most part. Well, fucking mm. some of them are, jeez. <laughs> yeah, the most part, and then so, but then yeah, so just they they've got much less room to move with what they've produced and what what was already there. So it just didn't match up. You needed some point of difference, as you and say. They tried to I, get a couple of points, but they didn't work. After having seen the 2002 pilot, though, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, would have been, it would have been would have been a four and a half <laughs> if I'd only seen the, the pilot. Yeah. And It is, like, a good example because it's such a, like, it's a huge book. Yeah. So there's different ways to take it. There's things to leave in or leave out. And, you know, they did certain scenes differently and to different effect and, and used, like, adults differently from both movies. Yeah. Carrie's, you know, having picked up the book during the week to, to get a bit of context on it, it's 230 pages. Yeah. Right? So it's... And what's in the movies is pretty close to what's in the books yeah you know and there's not a lot of extra there's some extra and it was trimmed pretty well the stuff mm. that was left out was you know pretty well there's good reason should to have do been it. left out yeah but this it's really hard to hard to find anything to really beef it up yeah so i would have been I, personally i reckon i should have got in touch with mr mr kong and said <laughs> Do you have any interest in adding something to this and, yeah. and modernising? Do you have anything we can use? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you take his first book as the Bible, yeah. the first yeah. book he's ever written as the Bible, and the yeah. surely you have some different ideas. Yeah, and he, he wrote that in 1974, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, the movie was 74, yeah. Or 76. 76 was the movie, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think the book was like 74 74, or 75. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I would say to him, do you, do you have any interest in... And the thing about King... He'd be saying, nah, I've got enough, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing about King, though, is he, he would have been open to that. He would have. He would have always been open to what that might. He'd have always been open to getting involved yes. in, in people that want his input in the movie. And so. I just find that this feels like it's a property that has some cachet. It's got a bit of name. Yeah, definitely. It's ripe. It's ready. You know, it's thirty years later or whatever. We're ready to do it again. And then nobody proceeded to say to look at the script and say. Well, what are we doing differently here? I think yeah. they made some honest attempts to explain some of the the stuff that didn't make sense in the original. And watching this one, there was some that were, oh, that was actually pretty good. Like, the, they've done it. But it just wasn't enough to get me as interested as it should have. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's hit the likes then. Yeah, straight out of the bat. You eat shit. Still, still in there. <laughs> Had to be recycled from the original. Multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. Because I found out when I was reading the book, I saw, oh, yeah, so it was graffiti in the book. And in the original, it was the volleyball game where Chris just walks yeah. up to her face-to-face goes, you eat shit. Yeah. So this time, they had somebody say to her, you eat shit, and also put it on the lockers in graffiti. So A bunch of times. A bunch of times. Yeah, it was on different bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Eat shit, it just made me laugh because every time I saw it, I thought about that original one. Yeah. It's just like... That was so harsh. Talking about straight out of the bat, like the intro, I thought 
really set the tone for what the mum is going to be. You, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Straight off the bat, she's just a fucking lunatic. Yeah. I like that yeah. opening sequence. I felt that was cool to showcase pre-Carrie. Yeah. yeah. Carrie's birth, she was already a Bible... Yeah, thumping loon. Ready to stab the baby. Who was willing to kill the child, and then it comes back later. Like it's actually brought up later. Yeah, she actually says something to her about that. See, that was a point of difference. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that was from the book. I think they mentioned in one of those flashbacks reports that, you know, she thought about. Yeah. doing this because it was a, a mark of her sin and all that and, and it stuff. And it was, it was a good way to come in to the film that was different to the original, yeah. right? The original just had that softcore child porn thing that was really uncomfortable, so this is way better. <laughs> yeah, giving birth. Yeah, But it was a point of difference that actually She's worked. She's in space, second in the shower, no thanks. <laughs> it was a point of difference. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> it was a point of difference that actually worked. It was the only one probably that worked. Yeah, it was one different. Of very few. The movie's well was polished and it's well made, hmm. and all the key ingredients are technically yeah. are quite good. Special effects are pretty good. Yeah. Um, cast, cinematography, cast, cast all is that fine stuff is pretty good for, for some of the major. Like Julianne Moore is outstanding. Yeah. Um, Ansel Ergot or whatever his name is, he's fine. Chloe Moretz. Like she's one of my favourite actors. She's yeah, she's a fantastic actor. actor, and she's been in some movies that I really really liked, like Let Me In and Kick Ass and things like that. She wasn't the problem. Her acting is fine. Yeah, but there is a dislike attached yes, to yes, that absolutely. too. So, um, outside of that, issues. But you know the main roles were pretty well cut. Yeah. Oh mate, Except Sue Snell was there. Yeah, we, we're going to get to her. Oh. She's coming in for some treatment. Yeah, oh, and Chris, Chris Argenson. I'm going out. I'm, I'm, I'm out of turn. Sorry, <laughs> but 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 most uh, Julianne Moore. The thing Julianne I loved Moore about Moore, her, she yeah, dolls she down good. a few notches. But there's this weird sort of some of the things she does. Like there's one yeah. point where Carrie comes home after hanging out with with Tommy. Yep. She comes home late. And mum's standing on the front lawn, like rocking back going, and forth like this, yeah. like, you know, well, where have you been? Her, how unnerving and is her? She's headbutting head butting oh, yeah. like that. Slapping like, herself in the face. It's really creepy shit. And yeah. The, the um, unpicker in the yeah. laundry. She's just, the stitches. Yeah. Thing. That was so... You just, she's definitely, like, a different level yeah, of psychotic. Yeah. And, and you know, I like that, that old idea of her... Uh, I like that take that the, the home is the safe place and the, like... We're going to take this inside. Like, they're in the car. We've got to take this inside. Yeah. I like that. I like that she's. It's a safe place. It's also where she can fucking just brutally abuse yeah. her daughter without yeah. repercussions. Mm. That but stuff of when she stabs herself in the leg, too, though, like, that brought up. It was like the atonement in something like. Uh, it's in the what Dan, was it like Dan the Da Vinci Code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Where they the Salise. Yeah. And it's kind of like that. It was like she was having these. Impure thoughts. Yeah, these thoughts about, you know, these, these kids, what they were doing to her child, but then she was kind of like, you know, she was punishing herself. For, yeah. It was mm. just off the wall. The same with that. She's got the scars on her arms and stuff where she's like digs into her arms yeah. and scratches. It was much more and... like, I thought Piper Laurie worked in her own way, but this one was much more unsettling. Yes. Yeah. And and it, it whenever Julianne Moore was there, there, there was that sense of, Especially with Carrie, yeah. you know, she, something nasty was going to happen. Yeah. You know, like she was going to get stuck in her or block her in the closet or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I f- felt that there was a little bit of, you know, there was a yeah. little bit unsettling feeling there. 
whenever that those two are on screen together. Mm. And so I think that works out really nicely. Links into one of my dislikes, but I'll get back to that yeah. a bit later. Yeah. But um, just that, like, she's so far to... That would fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more than... You can kind of see why you'd be, you'd be an absolute... The yeah. fact that she, the Call girls the as walls, normal yeah. as she is yeah, is a miracle, yeah. really. Yeah. But like you, you, we're always talking about how there, there needs to be a threat or you need to feel like there's actual real danger. And even early on, there's a scene where she goes upstairs. I think it's after the shower scene, like where she gets all the tampons thrown at her and stuff. And she mm. goes in and she's been practicing her telekinesis and she's lifting things off and they mm. bang down on the ground and she's laying down. Mum grabs a knife. And she's got the knife. Immediately and comes upstairs. upstairs. I'm thinking, so you're why are you going through a knife? <laughs> yeah, like, but you always think she's... She, they so sort of hinted, and I don't know how much they go into the backstory of this one, but obviously mm. in the other one, it's mentioned that her dad had the same situation, like the powers. Is that yeah? It was mentioned yeah, in this. I believe. Too. Well, I think it was. Um, they were talking about. So in the book, they go into great detail about how it's like um, a recessive gene. So I think it was something to do with Carrie's grandmother on her mother's side had it. Yeah, and but it then skipped it. It skipped because the dad had a Carrie's recessive mother's gene. Dad didn't have it. So then, yeah. Her mum had the gene, but it was dormant, and then the dad had the gene, so that's... Brought it out again. Yeah. That yeah. was the explanation. In and the it is story. mentioned in this movie. It's in a very throwaway sort of... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not like... On. In the books, she talks about... If you miss it, you don't know. Yeah. In the books, she talks about her grandmother lifting things off the... Lifting the sugar sugar bowl off the off the table and things like that, and her mum getting those things in her mind about witches and yeah. stuff like that. But even that, like, the, the mum, like, I think, because what you're saying, like, she goes for the knife first up, she's hearing these banging upstairs and she's thinking, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's happening, yeah. And this is the devil in my house. And so she's immediately I like, I'm going to solve steps. the problem. Yeah, I need yeah, to I'm going back person. to the scissor in the yeah, baby yeah. face sort of situation, so. So I think Julianne Moore is per- a great bit of casting. Like, it was yeah. a great yeah. bit of casting. Excellent. Um, and I, I really have big raps on Ansel Eagle. I thought he was good because he's really relaxed and he feels natural. Yeah. And those scenes between those two... They're kind of sweet. To me, he plays the kid that actually was well-liked in high school, mm. yep. that everyone did like because yeah. he seemed like a decent bloke as well as... Yeah. Well, one query, though. In the, in the original movie, he was the high school quarterback. quarterback yeah. Yeah. Are you getting a lot of play as the lacrosse guy? Oh, I said to me, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> American what pie. is it with Hollywood movies and lacrosse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen something either. I saw, I've seen a, you know, a little bit of yeah. lacrosse, and it reminds me a little bit of AFL. I think and was, soccer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a kind of cool a, game, but I'm yeah. thinking it's not a, it's not one of the big three sports. Yeah, we better email the um, nostalgia be damn guys and just say, do you lacrosse actually play <laughs> lacrosse? <laughs> and did anyone that played lacrosse yeah, really girls. reach the heights of you know prom king? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it was just a, I think the the sport was a conscious choice though. The same thing with the. Um, Let's play volleyball in a pool. Yeah. Like I think it's just to show that it's a really affluent school. They've yeah. got money, yeah. and that's and that sort of. It is more of a preppy it. sport than the football yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The footy's the more like the deep south. That's yeah. anyone can play football, but lacrosse you need to be preppy. Yeah, yeah. more yeah. skilled and whatever to play yeah. lacrosse. But yeah, massive props to him because I think that was actually his first movie. I think this might have been his first film. Because the only other one I've seen him in is the one, is it? The Stars. Fault in Our Stars. Oh, I haven't seen that, but he's in the one with Charlene Woodley, isn't he? Isn't that? Divergent. Or yeah, the Divergent series. Yeah. And it's just, no, like I saw him in that one. Like, he's barely even in that. Yeah, he's not. It's a bit part, but even his character is just very one note. Yeah. But this um, this is a really nice performance, and I think yeah, the two of them very, work well together. Yeah, I, like really really I liked him in the limousine because he breaks the tension of, 
which you, I guess he didn't see it as much in the in the first one. It's sort of like, uh, just come on, we're, I'm yeah. going to take you into this thing. You're going to have fun. But this, he breaks it down a bit with a bit of humor, and yeah. they have an actual conversation. And you're not going to make fun of me, like there's the. And I really like, like the sequence where they're looking mm. at the prom ballot, mm. and and he goes, you know, we're on the ballot or whatever, and she goes, so who are we going to vote for? And he goes. Vote for ourselves, yeah. <laughs> and she starts laughing. And I just again, there's a little bit of humour, and it, it yeah. feels really nice. That the parts when they were together were the the parts in the movie, other than when Julianne Moore was on screen, where you couldn't look away, you couldn't yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. switch off. Yeah. So I really appreciate his performance, and I and Chloe Moretz is at her best in those sequences as well. Yep. Well, I had to give him points for. Trying the cyberbullying <laughs> again. There's there is a big dislike attached to it, but it felt like one of the worthwhile things to to try and tread. Yeah, and I felt maybe they could have taken that mm. to Stephen King himself and said, "Is there a way you can incorporate this?" Because it was pretty superficial what they did in the end. Yeah, it felt right at the start, but it never went anywhere. But I, I have to give him points for saying, "Okay, well, this might be one of our avenues to go." Yeah. So yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, I yeah. think I, I saw the director was talking about it in an interview. She was just saying, "Look, if we played it like a real school, then the phones would be out in every single scene, and everyone yeah, exactly. would have their heads down all the time. Yeah. So we really had to limit it." And she said they'd shot some more scenes with it in there, but it took away from, I guess, what her idea of what Carrie is. Yeah, and I felt that maybe that's where they could have got King involved. Yeah, and said what Quite a better way or take, you know, yeah. just. Just take it to the take it to the table and say, have you got anything? They you missed the opportunity to, to use that technology to change it a little yes. bit in a more positive way, as opposed to we're going to stick traditional to the old script yeah. Mm. again. Yeah. Is it just did anybody, everyone else notice um, Ellis from Die Hard? Yes, loved it. Yeah, uh, that guy he looks is as smarmy as Bugger, isn't yeah, he? And he still <laughs> looks coked out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's playing a lawyer. I loved it. I yeah. loved him. <laughs> Great to see yeah. him. Yeah. Mark, 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 Chris's Chris dad. Yeah. I was hoping yeah. he'd go, honey, hard, booby. I mean, wait, no. Yeah, I was hoping for a bit of that. Shit. I actually, uh, I'm glad they brought that scene back. It didn't, it didn't hit the mark, but I actually said that to Maddie. I said, "There's one scene in there where her dad comes to the school, and it, uh, it works really well." They changed it a bit in this one, in that Judy Greer is the one that brings up the, 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 the phone the video. Yeah. And again, that that was one of the few parts where they brought the video, but it doesn't resonate as strongly because in the yeah. book, it's the principal who's a bit of a fucking deal. Up until that point, and it shows yeah. that okay, Carrie does have some support in there somewhere, even though that, and they do it in the movie too. He's kind of disconnected from Carrie because all these issues are coming up with the menstruation and stuff. Mm. So he's kind of like Awkward the Mr. Jane, yeah. you can do that. Yeah, yeah. But then in the book, he's kind of like, yeah. I'm, so it gives that there is a little bit of support there and makes Desjardins the face of it. Yeah. But it also makes Chris. Uh, it works to make Chris look even worse. Yeah. Yeah. That she's a uh, she's in. She's cruel, but she's an entitled bitch, and like yeah. she's, you know, um, getting getting daddy to sort everything out yeah. for her. And um, yeah, I appreciated that sequence because I think it, it fleshed out a little bit of that stuff. Yeah. Um, not fully, but you're right. It actually showed Chris to be more than just a bitch and a bully. She was entitled. She was spoiled. Daddy comes along, fixes this. Yeah, the, but it, it also fire. goes to the power thing. Like Maddie was talking in the first one, how it's all about power. And when the power transfers, they, this person that's treated like mm. shit, what would they do with the power and stuff? Yeah. And that gives that, that shows where her power is basically. <laughs> she, she's well, the ruling the school because her dad's a, dad's got the power outside of town, and she's and her willing to stick up. Uh, stand up against the uh, the teachers. But you kind of also see in that sequence too yeah. that 
dad's getting the shits with her. Yeah. Yeah, because he says, she says, I don't want to give you my phone. It's got personal things on it. Yeah. And he's like, give me the fucking phone, basically. You know? Yeah. I love that she just walks out. She's starting to get his feeling of, you know, you did it, didn't you? Mm. Like, yeah, I know you did it. So I thought in the original they kind of sim- like made it a bit more sympathetic too because it gets to that point and then the dad starts, you can start to see like more of a darker side with him as well. Like he's putting on the, like this is my little girl phase and then I guess the, where he realises she's done something wrong, he starts to turn a little bit more yeah. and you can sort of see that behind the scenes maybe everything is in all roses. Yeah. Whereas in this one, she just is just a shit yeah. and then ends up being a f- proper sociopath for the yeah. best part. Like <laughs> yeah. fucking the killing the pigs and like all that shit. Like she's right in there. Whereas yeah. in the other one, she was kind of a bit of a passenger and wasn't really sure about it. Yeah. She's more of a driving force with all the shit that goes on in this one. I felt like she was the psycho in the first one. She had all the ideas and she got the idiots. She was a bit more of a puppet master. Yeah. But in this one, it was sort of like uh, definitely that power dynamic switched. And I think and a bit of that falls in into dislike. And I know we talked about this. Yeah. One of my favourite bits, I think that the finale is suitably explosive and it, it blows up mm. and... That shit getting thrown full force into the the door with the glass window. Yeah. Mm. She just goes flying back and goes bam straight into it. And the bloke getting cut in half by the bleachers. Yeah, the bleachers. <laughs> the bleachers closing yeah, up on him. That was nasty. Gold stuff, mate. Yeah. Like, and it was, it's sort of, um, it was similar to it when, yeah. you know, they got a bit more money and technology than they had in the previous yeah. ones. You can go a little bit further with some of this stuff. And, when, and the car getting picked up and then yeah. when it, it works, goes into it really the works. face goes through the windscreen. Yeah, slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that stuff is cool. You know, it's really well yep. done. I did well, actually, I didn't yeah. mind when she died. I didn't mind that. No. <laughs> no actually, um, <laughs> just in terms of the other point of differences too, the other thing I really noticed with this one is gradually through the movie, Carrie gets to use and sort of learn more about powers a lot more than in the original because you're right no, um, no it's not what it uh, she's gradually like she's moving books around she's moving, lifting her bed up and like she yeah. in the first one she's kind of accidentally doing a lot of stuff and she's yeah. kind of just on for the ride until the end bit where she goes right off but this one she's she's more in the driver's seat and sort of knows what she's able to yeah. do and like controls her mum a lot more and she's sort of like sitting her down and putting her in the closet and that sort of stuff yeah and she um I think it's a bit clearer. It's a, I think it's a bit clearer that she does that research with the books. Like in the original, you saw her doing the research, but you didn't see her training it almost. Not learning it all, yeah. She starts to figure it out. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that too, but I also had a slight dislike. Only because I, I equated a certain section in with something that made me laugh. Well, so. it gives to me, it gives her a bit more of a sense. That gives it a bit more a sense of breaking away from her mum mother a little bit and goes in line with you becoming a woman which is clear like that's one of the clear yeah. themes of it you know growing up obviously the blood and everything getting your powers yeah. yeah yeah exactly and she starts to use them independently and figure it all out yeah. I like that she actually enjoys it as well she's yeah, playing exactly. with the flag and she smiles to herself like yeah. it's, it's not all sad and hidden it's sort of there's a bit of a change in her as well yeah yeah I thought that that worked quite well yeah um, I also thought that uh Aside from replaying the dropping of the bucket a few times, <laughs> that sucked. That sucked. Yeah. I liked it. That it, some camera of the angles, things, though, guys. Oh, camera yeah, angles. ruined it. Some, yeah, of, some it of the did. things. Some of the things that um, happened in that blooper. scene. Looked like a blooper. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> some of the things that happened in that scene were again clearer than the original. Yeah. Like it was clearer that Tommy was in yeah, some yeah, real yeah. shit when the bucket hit his head. Where in the yeah. original, we were all kind of like, "Oh, he's knocked out." Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did he die or did he just get knocked unconscious? Yeah. But it's obvious in, in this, this one, one he's he dead. dead. His eyes are open. He's fucking toast. Yeah. Um, it's, it's obvious. And she kind of gets emotional. It's yeah. more obvious. That's what I like too. She kind of she realised he was dead. 
Yeah, and that's the thing that's emotional about it, and she. Then that's when she blows up. Yeah, yeah. it's also clear that uh, Mr. Jardin thinks that Sue's in on it. Yeah. Whereas in the original, that was when it was slow mo and noise yeah. was cut out, so you couldn't really tell. She's kind of insinuated, there. but in this one, it's clearer. Yeah. Yeah, you could see her dragging Sue away when Sue's pointing at the rope, like stop yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And then you're sitting there going, why the fuck would she do that? Whereas this one, it was much clearer. She locked she her out. She's yeah. in on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, um, it wasn't as stretched out as well, the time between. Oh, it's so long thing. in the first one. Yeah, that killed you. I remember you talking yeah, about it. Yeah, going back and forth. Oh, I'm going to touch the rope. Oh, the rope's stuck. Like, that shit just fucked like off. Playing you. over the rope. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like boom. The end sequence it. is just obviously the the money and the and when when they made it, it makes it a lot easier. But the end sequence has done so much better. Mm. There's just the deaths make a lot more sense. The fact that Dejardin survives it, in this yeah, one because yeah. there's a bit where she's like levitating over the electricity in the water or whatever, and she's like, oh, like I'm going to kill you, and then she's like, yeah. fucking, this is one that's been nice to me, and yeah, she sets it down safely. I disagree with that. You know what? Right? I see, the original is far better. Yeah, because the, the whole why did she murder in the first one? Well, but you know Because what? to me, I, I, the rage. Carrie just exploded yeah. and just killed everyone. It no, didn't matter you if know, you liked her. You know what? I've done actually, something good for her. For me, I think uh, when I when I first watched it, I was definitely in your corner. I was like, Carrie was kind and nice and whatever, and this woman showed her some back, and so it would make a bit of sense that she saved her. But when I read the book, I got a more of a view on it, and in that, in her mind which is kind of what the original does, is that she starts to get a bit paranoid. Oh, okay. And say, everyone's having a lend me and everyone's laughing at me. Yeah. So when Mr. Jardin comes over in the book, she comes over to help Carrie, and Carrie's like, you set me up too, in her head, and yeah. fucking slams So that makes more sense, but you don't so get that, that in this one. That's why it exactly. makes sense that she survives. Which yeah. I, yeah. You get that all, like, pretty strongly in De Palma's one. Yeah, well, that's what I thought, because that's when, the, that's when the heads are spinning. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's you laughing see, You actually well. see Mr. Jardin laughing. Everyone's laughing, yeah. 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 And that's why it makes sense in this, that one. The, the original, for me, even though it's longer and it's more stretched out, the payoff, because it takes longer to build, the payoff is worth it. Whereas in this one... When it pays off, it's short and kind of condensed. Yeah. And it just happens. And it takes like a couple of minutes. And I, I didn't feel that there... And this is going into dislikes, and I don't know if I'm cutting... No, I've still, got, I've still got a couple of likes. Well, one in particular. I like the Billy and Chris stuff better because that's kind of the opposite to what you just said. In the original, that one felt super rushed. She mm. got out of the thing, and then this car drives up to her, and then it's flipping. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris and Billy. In this one, it's prolonged. Yeah. They're kind of like... And deservedly well, so. Yeah, exactly. They kind of get their come up. Get and, your come up. She really savours that one. Yes. Yeah. And they deserve it badly. Yeah. Like, and the, the original skimps on that. Yeah. It almost felt like... We run out of money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we better just have a walk down the street and then we'll toss this car in. Like it. 20 seconds, just yeah. like stuck in there, like 20 seconds of her walking down the road. And oh, shit, here comes the car. Bye bye. Yeah. Because um, they're kind of the big bad in the first one, really, and they don't get any yeah, yeah. the so service. I appreciated what they did with this one. Yeah. Because they really dragged it. Yeah. You know, they hold the car up in the air for like. 20 seconds, yeah, and that prolonged stuff going. about her head, like yeah. her head going through the windscreen. It's in slow yeah. motion. I like she's still alive. She's still alive. She's getting choked out by the, the seatbelt, which yeah. is kind of like, a, if you've got supernatural powers, let's use them. Yeah, too. let's use them up. Yeah. Even his um, face hitting the, the uh, oh, steering wheel when he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just yeah. he's a dead mate. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking his nose is in his head. Yeah. He was he was such a prick. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like that was a lie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he bit the dust. Um, I think that the last like I think it might have been the most enjoyment that me and Maddie got out of the movie was when um. Two blokes that look like uh, 90s boy band members start giving Terry <laughs> suggestive kind of, you know. It's NSYNC. Two seconds later, we get introduced to the bloke that, to Billy, who in the original obviously was John Travolta. Now it appears to be the situation from <laughs> Jersey Shore. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you look at this bloke. <laughs> he looks like an absolute dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing that I liked, I guess, in that prom scene... Oh, man, I hate saying the word prom, by the way. Prom. It doesn't, it does not work with our accents. But um, no. but the, I liked that um, you sort of got a glimpse of what Carrie's life could be outside of this school. Like, the fact that she's talking with this with this girl from another school. Yeah, yeah. The girlfriend. Yeah, the and they're having that conversation, you're just like, man, just like a... You, you know, you know, the imminent, like... Uh, death of everyone in the room is about to happen but yeah. it's like this is a nice moment this is what your life could be like if you just get out of this school where, get away from your mum yeah that's right if you can just get away from everything that's around you yeah. like the you've got the potential to be someone and, and achieve good things but yeah. uh because when she's out, of, yeah, out of, like, like away from her mum and, and gets a little bit of confidence, like she holds her own with all yeah. those other kids. Like she's yeah. just a good normal kid yeah. that just fucking drew a short straw on with her parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just lives like struggles. Like and yeah. we probably all had kids like that at school. Like I had yeah. people I knew at school and they were all perfectly nice people and just yeah. could not have a life because of different circumstances they had no control yeah. over. So yeah, yeah it's a lot of people can relate to it. It gave a sense too of of like. Um, uh, you know, as you grow up, you find out the world's a bit bigger. Yeah, and it's sort of it's it all went it's hand in hand life. with that whole religious stuff and breaking breaking free from a mum's influence and mm. growing up and turning into a woman and like yeah, mm. it was that was a pretty good part of it actually. Yeah, yeah. likes likes um, are we going to talk about the knives? We didn't talk yeah. about the knives last time. And and I yeah, the bloody ruler. Yeah, it's a steel oh, ruler from like from like love, shop. Love it. She's yeah. just she cops the whole bloody um, cutlery stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. It was like all at once. <laughs> yeah, like hovering over her, and then she's like, "Yeah, I'm doing this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got them all. She got the butter knives, the prawn forks, yeah. <laughs> the cheese knife. Yeah, I think there's a cheese knife hanging out. I love this bit where uh, where Carrie's like pulling them out and they unnail off in the wall, and she just leaves a couple in there, yeah. a pair of scissors and something yeah. still in her chest, and she's laying on the ground. Get that shit out! She's dying. Ah, fuck it. She's probably don't even keeping her alive. Yeah, it's plugging it up now. Yeah. Any other? Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, a pun. Didn't mean to. <laughs> Any other likes? Uh, I'm pretty well covered. That's it for me. Yeah, getting back to what I was saying before, the first one, because it took its time, and yes, it was longer, yes, it was slower, but it was a slow build, and we knew something was coming, and when it comes, it's worth it. Yeah. And the, the what I'm saying about her saving the teacher, that goes against what, what I felt in the original, which was, yeah. all of you must die. Mm, mm. You know, so no, the problem, and, and they did throw in that bit in the original with everyone laughing, including her. Yeah. Mm. But I agree, the, the book fleshes it more. Yeah, De Palma made the. I think De Palma made the right choice because to. Uh, he tried to give as best an explanation as he can visually because he yeah. can't go into yeah. Carrie's head and show yeah. that paranoia, so he did it with those shots, and I think that worked. But either way it went, I was kind of. 
um, it was hard to get that either way that it went but yeah. I think he did the right thing just by saying the rage is kind of indiscriminate it's yeah. like everyone was involved everyone yeah. was either did it or stood by and did it so yeah. you kind everyone of got a bit of that anyway. of mm. it. I guess this movie is hamstrung badly by the original because you know what's yeah. coming you know the pig's blood you know it all that iconic stuff's coming and then yeah. when it comes in this one it's kind of a letdown mm. to me even though the, 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 when she lets loose, she lets loose well, yep. but they do it well, it just felt very condensed, very quick, and you're kind of like, oh, well, I knew that was coming. Whereas yeah. when, when you first saw the original, you knew something bad was going to happen, but De Palma, because he shot with such, a, such style, the colour schemes, the split screens, all that stuff, just gave it a nice touch yeah. and brought something to it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you went to see the original after having seen the trailer, you would have known it was going to happen too. Because they that trailer the was one film. of the worst trailers yeah. I've seen in terms Terrible. of just, there's no mystery. Well, yeah. they, they did that back in the 70s all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, Jaws is three oh. minutes long and yeah. it pretty much tells you the whole film. But yeah, this one, yeah, it did. It, to, it told you the plot points. It yeah. told you, you know, <laughs> but yeah. It's, to me, that was a, it, it just feels like this movie's hamstrung because it's stuck so slav- slavishly. Yeah. Well, everything's so iconic that if you haven't seen the movie, you still kind of know what happens. Yeah. yeah. So I think Maddie mentioned that last time, that it's so iconic that everybody knows it. And, you know, it's been impersonated. There's been music film clips that basically do the story mm. in the film clip and like mm. everyone knows it. They, you know, you know the pig's the bucket and the pig's blood and everything. And you need, we've, we've harped on this already. You needed a fresh take yeah. somewhere. And I agree, going to King would have been worthwhile to talk to him and see what he might have thought, but there's no fresh take. So yeah. when there's no fresh take, I question, Always, what, what, are you, what's the what are you doing? Yeah, what's Why the point? Why are you point? doing it? Mm. Yeah. I haven't uh, got an answer for that. No, I don't think. I yeah. think they just... They, Money they just or whatever. The there is one. They just, yeah, just churned out another one and it was a carbon copy. That's all there is to it, really. Mm. Now, Chloe Moretz, Jared, you said that you had a dislike and non-performance yes, space. It's a big one because, as I said, I, th- I think she's probably one of my favourite favorite actors and her performance in this movie doesn't do anything to, to change my mind no. about that. Her performance is fine. She plays a lot of the anxious and nervous stuff really well and... Um, but the problem is she just doesn't look like yeah. what you imagine Carrie to be. She doesn't look like an outcast. She doesn't look like... I mean, to put it, you know, in, in, uh, to... I've got no class. So I'm going to have a classless <laughs> approach. Guaranteed at, at high school or whatever, there's one kid that's looking at her going... She's bloody, she's all right. And yeah. I remember Gibbo said last week that, oh, yeah, but she's the weird religious one. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But there's still one kid that's going, that just means no one else is going for it. I'm going yeah. to have a crack. Sorry, yeah, not with Sissy Spacek. Like, no, that's the thing. Not Spacek played down so much, she looked terrible. Yeah. Also, she's yeah. ugly as a hat full of arseholes. But, she looked, so but she, when you dressed her up, you could get away with being, okay, yeah. she looks better. But, but she was hidden away. Yeah, the the yeah. hair was the hair was colourless, like it is, was is described in the book. The description in the book is very different. That she's she's plump, she's a bigger and she's, girl, yeah. um, pimples and all this sort of stuff. But he says things like her hair has got no colour. And I looked at it, and I'm like, Sissy Spacek. That's what she looks like. It looks like it just yeah. you know, there's nothing there. There's well, she doesn't have eyelashes or eyebrows yeah. or anything. Whereas just... Chloe Moretz is still she's a good looking girl. She's got the blonde hair. She's it just doesn't fit the fit the role. That's yeah, all they really did with her in this is they, they kind of 
Like, she wore some overalls. They put like some like, light brown, like just to make her hair look a little bit strawy, put some hairspray in it, and probably just ruffled it up a bit so it didn't yeah. look silky. Yeah. And then put her in some shit clothes. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's, it's like the shit is all that. The clothes weren't even that shit. It was like. The, she, they were still like nice clothes but they were like a little bit bland well, she's, she's and a, a little talented bit seamstress well, there, there's one where she's in like a plaid kind of shirt sort of yeah. thing I'm thinking she's paying fucking 80 bucks for that at yeah. H&M or something yeah. like that. <laughs> It just didn't. The, the the whole thing about it was I just couldn't look at this movie and say that's Carrie. That's and what I. I feel yeah, I'm with you on that. Based upon what I said in the trivia, all the actresses in in line for the role are all of a similar mould to yeah. the rest. They would have yeah. looked great. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Haley Steinfeld. There is no way. There is no way you're buying into that. No. That mm. she's. Oh, she's. Ugly and an outcast. Yeah, yeah. Put some, put some glasses bullshit. on Rachel Lee Cook. I She's think, ugly. Uh, <laughs> like I think they would have been better off going for someone more closely resembling what the book yeah. stated. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, it's trying not to lay the boot into Sissy too much, but she's a plain looking. Yeah, yeah. Woman. Plain, plain on what planet did I see? Jesus, but you Jesus. know what I mean. But that's why she worked <laughs> for that. Like, she works. She, she works because her as ca- as Carrie as the outcast. Looks, looks pretty like ordinary. It. Yeah, but she was just so, was hidden away. Yeah. The, like I think Carrie still walks with confidence to some extent, and it's not. You don't see her in her physicality as being as dishevelled yeah. as Sissy Spacek was. Mm. And that, that that comes back to another thing I was thinking. I understand religious zealots mm. still exist. I mean, yeah. we recently had that thing about that mob that were keeping their kids chained to their blood. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that's the case today, but it fits better in the seventies. Yeah, yes, it fit better in the seventies. She's on YouTube looking at moving things. Yeah, she could have easily looked through YouTube and found, you know, plenty of shit and had it almost like a double life. Yeah, mum yeah. would not have known, and she yeah. could have been super popular. They did yeah. try to explain that. Very slightly with that kid saying, oh, if you press this, oh, yeah, you can wait. So she you, didn't really know, she much really about know it. what she's doing, but she's found a way. Onto, yeah. So, you know, give her 20 minutes and she'll be following all sorts of shit on there. My she kids are three years old or fucking like hacking iPads, so I'm sure <laughs> she could have figured out it eventually. Yeah, so, I just out. feel the religious stuff doesn't yeah. ring as true mm. in 2013 as it did in the 1970s. Just because access to knowledge and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And. She does. It's they kind of try and explain it. They sort of showcase that Carrie's a little more savvy than she was in the '74 version, yeah, '76 uh, version. Mm. But it's not enough. They also try to explain it away by saying that she's been homeschooled up until a recent point yeah. because they finally, the like, it's basically like Docs has said, no, you can't homeschool her anymore. She's got to go to but school. But this was again, if Docs had showed up, she wouldn't be in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and this tied into a dislike we were talking about with Jad in terms of the school is so affluent. The they've got these rich sports, uh, the the campus is huge. There's all these kids, like everything's done on a bigger scale. Yeah. But and even like uh, they're finding out about things in other classes from texts. Yeah. Daddy's a lawyer, all that sort of stuff. Well, she doesn't fit in at all. Mm. And how did she get there? Mm. Like the, uh, I think on the original, they're all sort of the expectation is the power level is all equal, except because she's just a little bit weirder. She um she gets held down. Yeah. In this one, she could get lost in the corner somewhere and no one would notice her. Yeah. And uh, like you also made a good point too about when you get to places that size or seemingly it seems a lot 
bigger than it was in the original, you find other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. even, the, even, the, even the, the lowest on the totem pole finds somebody else. There's a group but that's a yeah. bigger... Chris and Sue and co. would probably never have seen her. No, they wouldn't have anything to do with it. On a campus that big, they wouldn't have known <clears throat> anything about it. Mm. Other than when you're forced together in sports class, I yeah, guess. Yeah. That's the only reason they really have yeah. anything to do with it. Goes, it goes against that whole, because this is, you know, in the 70s, it's a small place. It's yeah. a small yeah. town. Everybody's there. Everybody knows everyone. Everyone it knows the you don't legend get that, of Margaret White, the crazy bitch. Yeah, you don't get that, that sense in this one. Yeah. 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 yeah, and my biggest dislike is... Sue and Chris and the other characters are just awful. Terrible. They look like something out of a soap opera or a 90210. Like, they all look a bit the same. Sue looks like a spider. I was going to say, anything to say on Sue? (laughs) We got to about the 40-minute mark and I said to Maddie. Her face hasn't changed yet. Yeah. Every every scene she's in is the same facial expression. Would she's you believe she's a model by trade? Oh no way! No. Well, no, no, of course not. I, you know, I thought you know she had more sort of. She's six foot forty five. So. <laughs> but yeah, she is a dr- she's a dreadful actress. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris, Chris is Nancy Allen was a bitch in the original, yeah. but this is ten times worse. Yeah. At least and she's not wearing a fucking like a little. Peaked hat and shit though with yeah. fucking pigtails. Yeah, and that, that wasn't really you hit nail on the head with Mario. Nancy Allen. She yeah. was the puppet master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ran that show. Hmm. Travolta and Co were just morons who just did yeah. what they were told. Yeah. yeah. In this one, there's a sequence up in the rafters between her and Billy. Yeah. Yep. I just remember thinking, I don't. Remember, this is just so out of place. Hold he my says, hand. No, he says to her, oh, he's going to kill This him. is yeah. fucking. This is um. Criminal assault. Yeah. If you tell anyone, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, so, so hang on, is he the ringleader? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the ringleader. But yeah. I think so there was, that that was moments, actually... There's moments where they're like a couple. It's Bonnie and Clyde. It's, yeah, but uh, it's just yeah, stupid. The two villains that are, that are doing it together. It showcases so that, was, that Chris is all in when she kills the pig. Yeah. But then it undercuts yeah. her. <laughs> it's that like, was, that's that was, cute. Let's, let's kill a pig together. Yeah. I'll slash its throat and then... Yeah. yeah, I actually when we watched that, I was just fuming at yeah. how they changed Billy, and then when I read the book, it actually happens in there. Yeah, they, they go from both angles, and it's 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 just sort of throwaway. But they talk about exactly what we said. Chris is the puppet master, mm. and there's these little bits of subplot where she's they're talking about Chris is, was used to having boys just do whatever, blah blah blah. Billy was the first one that pushed back a little bit, yeah. and he actually says something of the effect before they actually go in about how this is assault or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. But he's okay with it and yeah, sort of yeah. shows that he's a bit loose as well. Uh, but again, I think De Palma picked out the best of it and just yep. stuck with, we don't need that shit. She's the puppet master. She's the, the yeah. focus of the, the race. She's, she causes it. Yeah. Um, it fits so much better. And yeah. it fits, I mean, Travolta was far better as just the bozo that was kind of getting strung along, you know. Especially yeah. the, the, the prick teasing part and the, when they're at the driving or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, And she's yeah. like messing around, like kissing him and then fucking calling him his hair and shit and, and whatever else. Shit, no. He's like, dude, you feel fucking mean to me. And then she starts kissing him. He's like, yeah. And this dude from the get-go, I mean, he looked like a fucking... I mean, I was expecting him to talk about Jim Tan Laundry. It was a bit more rugged Freddie Prinze to me. Yeah. And that's not good. No, yeah, no, that's not at all. But the way that he's so into it and he... Ha- like, they're both lunatics. As you said, yeah. it's kind of like... I, you said Bonnie and Clyde. I'm thinking, like, natural-born killers. Yeah. They're fucking lunatics, the pair of them. Yeah. So it didn't really fit 
either when she's she's slitting the pig's throat, but then she hesitates with the rope and he starts telling her, I'm going to fucking kill you. It's like, you've just slit a pig's throat. You're yeah. a fucking loose unit. And later yeah. on, they're pushed. like, let's kill this bitch. They're yeah, in the exactly. Car. Yeah. 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 Just, it just didn't work. It didn't work. It was the palmer got white because he, he decided that that shit just trimmed a little bit of fat and it was And better. she would be the, the, the main source of yeah. the rage. Like so that has another point of difference that yeah. actually came from the book, but it just didn't, mm. didn't, work. didn't work. I had a problem with Chris overall. Like the, She started out, I thought she started out really well when in that scene in the shower, she's sort of shows a little bit of sympathy at the beginning when she's got the period. She's just... and But then... Carrie's reaction is so over the top. She starts. She turns it into her show and starts chucking them, getting everyone to throw things. And, and, and again, again, mm. that sequence feels more natural in nineteen seventies. Yeah. yeah. Now I suggest, and I understand bullying is is big. Not there would be one group, or though. two girls who'd be going. Look, it's not a big problem. Just come yeah. with us. We'll cover yeah. you up. I didn't. I didn't mind. The, everybody didn't mind was in on it. Yeah, I didn't mind the take on that on that shower scene. I didn't mind that. I, I liked. It. In fact, I liked that she showed a bit of sympathy, and then everybody came in on it. But um, Sue Snell's pathetic face when she's watching it. Yeah. When she starts uh, feeling guilty, exactly. that's her unguilty face. That's, a, yeah. that's her face throughout the whole bloody thing. Yeah, look, let's get, down, let's get down to the brass here. You're Sue Snell's boyfriend, right? Thanks. She comes to you and she says... I'm not going to let her speak, but she looks she good. She says... <laughs> Remember, you're on the lacrosse thing, you know. <laughs> I'm not talking much television, don't worry. <laughs> she comes to you and she says, I've done a really shit thing. I need you to take Carrie White to the prom. I'm going... Understand you've done a bad thing. How's that got anything to do with me? Yeah. yeah. Nothing to do with me. Yeah. I'm saying if it's 1976, I'm saying no. If it's 2013, I'm saying, oh, yeah, she looks all right. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean who's who playing the part? shallow. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. You know what I mean? I'm on the lacrosse team. I'm shallow. You know? yeah. I mean, I'm not questioning that because you can't have a film without yeah. that. But, again, it just feels like he kind of rolls over to it <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Like he, he he I think he says one time to her, "Are you serious?" And yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, I really need to do something nice." And it, I mean, I know it was showing he's a nice guy. Yeah. So he'll do this for her because he cares I, about. I feel her. like it um, suffered because her performance couldn't show that she was persuading you. <laughs> it was just like you've just got this girl in front of you saying, "Please." Uh, what, are you serious? Right. Oh, I'm well, really I'm like it. I might be serious. You can't tell, but I'm pretty. So let's just go with it, eh? Her running was like oh, yeah. a gazelle. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'll take that back. It's like a clumsy giraffe. Like, yeah, the giraffe is better. Gazelle is a little bit too majestic. Yeah, but, yeah. So, but even to get back to the, the Chris thing, like in the first one, it feels like the sequence of events mm. is a little bit different where you can see where like Chris is obviously still unhinged, but she actually is provoked by Carrie a bit more in this one it feels like she goes from zero to a hundred yeah. over nothing really like yeah. she, she's she always drops the volleyball up. in the pool and then she's like you ate shit and then she yeah. wants to fucking murder her yeah. Yeah. and she hasn't really done anything to her in the first one it felt like the sequence of events was different where she got a ban from not not directly but it was her fault that she wasn't allowed to go to yeah. prom and that's where she starts ratcheting it you up you got more of the sense that she was blaming Carrie for her yeah you know, whereas because Carrie was the target of her shit and she got in trouble for it, it's like it's Carrie's fault. Yeah, yeah and this whereas one this one, I took a video of us treating a girl like shit. Yeah. They found that video. They yeah. told me I couldn't go to prom. That's Carrie White's fault? Yeah. And I'm like, we are making a pretty quick leap there. And yeah. there's a sequence where they're in her bedroom and they're all bitching about Carrie. And I'm like, 
Yeah, that's pretty, pretty quick exactly. to jump into that. It was yeah. so, I think in the in the first one, it, it gave a better... You were clear that she thought Carrie was a frigging idiot because she didn't know what was going on in the shower. Yeah. And so she was like, it's her fault. So that seemed a little bit more, even though it is is a really warped sense of what's going on, it felt a little more justified than I took a video of you. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And see, so again, as we talk more about the, comparing this to the original... Mm. It just seems that Brian De Palma and his screenwriters had far more understanding of what would be better. Yeah, they grasped they, what they, they were took to do. the things out that they needed to yeah. and made it more clear. The villain here, you know, carries the, the downtrodden, Chris is the villain. Yeah. They've, they've come into contact with each other and it's cost Chris dearly. And so Chris now is aiming her, yeah. her rage at Carrie. And then when out. Carrie gets. The pig's blood, she unloads rage on everyone. Yeah, yeah that's right. This, this doesn't happen. seem like this one seems like they may have got. Oh, we need to make changes. Well, let's let's pull through the King book, and then let's take some things that perhaps didn't really work. But yeah. you know what the funny thing was was supposedly at the start they were going to say we're leaving King stuff behind a little bit and remaking the movie. But then they brought the stuff in from the book. The book. Yeah. And so Moretz yeah. talking about in her so interview was like it was like my Bible. I hung on to it yeah, all the yeah. day at set on set. Yeah. But the so, thing is, you know what? Maybe the so, King stuff sounds better on the page. Like maybe that stuff yeah. is better on the page and well, it just some doesn't of it work. Is, but the then movie. they took like as I said, they took that lawyer scene, and I think mm. the changes that they made for this movie to that lawyer scene didn't work out so well. Or mm. it played better in the book. Like in the book, I don't know. In the book, did they describe Chris? as looking like Snooky from Jersey Shore. <laughs> I think so, actually. I think that's straight out of the book. <laughs> so that, tan that tan was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, going with the fake tan and then the coral pink lipstick. Yeah. So it looks like you've got no lips. It's I was like, how are these two, like her and her and uh, the giraffe, uh, like how are they friends? It doesn't make... Yeah. They don't quite... But that, I mean, that happens in a lot of these sort of films. You notice, like, you know, we talked about it in Friday the 13th, you know. Trent... It felt like an absolute like, um, douchebag, and you're wondering, like well, how the fuck are these people getting around with this guy? Because <laughs> 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 he's, he's, he's a rich, good looking yeah, bloke that plays football. But the, this, you know, never really explained much of the connection mm. between them. And I think it's, I guess, it's hard to do that when you come straight in. I think in the shower scene, affluent backgrounds. One yeah. of them's quite probably popular because she's pretty, and that's about it. And then the other one has a rich dad and is a spiteful little bitch that basically forces away into. Well, we get a short scene mm. of Chris's mum. Oh, sorry, um. Sue's mum mm. talking with Margaret yeah. and saying, look, I know what it, what they did was wrong, but, you know, Sue's a good person and things like that. He's still got a sense that she was a bit hoity-toity too. Yeah, because you know, so it, isn't it, um, in the first one, wasn't that Sue's mum that was getting hassled by Margaret White? Yeah, and gets the money out and yeah, she just tries to pay her off. You felt much more for Sue's mum in that one yeah. because yeah. she's like... I'd be paying this woman to get out of my house too. Yeah, and then she still the gets a serve. She gives her 10 bucks and still gets a spray for not being religious enough or something yeah. like that. Gibbo, you're probably not going to like this, but I reckon the shower scene worked far better in the first one. That whole suggestiveness of it and uh, what she was actually going through. Are you talking about the yeah. lingering or after she has a period? The lingering and stuff because oh, that was kind of linked to it all. That was linked... Yeah. That just wasn't um, in this one. It just wasn't there. I don't like it. But once again, I felt the, I felt the shower scene was just like the finale, condensed. Mm. 
Yeah, well, I was glad that it was. I didn't want it to be fucking 15 minutes of someone just looking at a girl having a shower. Nobody wants that, and and admittedly, it's not activity. It was just flu. That's how it's super seedy. This flu better in the 70s. That's for sure. But it's not even about that. It's clear intention of what's. De Palma's telling you something with that. About where this chick is in the state, the state in of the life, yeah. you know, it's it's actually meaningful sort of filmmaking. Hmm. Whereas this one, it just felt like she's in the shower. Oh, and it, this one felt like they did this shot in the first one. I have to do it again. Yeah, That's yeah. What this one yeah. Felt like. it just yeah, it was it was kind of like ticking the boxes. Whereas De Palma kind of put together stuff that you have a chance to explain in the book, but in the movie, you've just got this shot, and I've got to explain yeah this about how her about her life and how she doesn't understand what this is and how that all came together but you can, you don't have the time to explain all that mm. and I so thought he did a pretty good job of that mm. in the shower scene with the suggestiveness that we went, went over at length last yeah. week I got one last dis, dislike I think it's my last one I got a couple I barely touched my list <laughs> yeah. they're very specific though you know my, my dislikes are very specific yeah um, I think Adam was not not on board with this at all when I mentioned it but Judy Greer is totally miscast. Yeah. Yeah. She's way too cheerful. Yeah, but she doesn't look like... I I don't know. Maybe it's the background and the roles that she's done. And you can't shake the comedy stuff. Hmm. But you're you're always waiting for a gag. (laughs) I did not need that in my head. The whole time. The whole time I was just like, it's the last time you're going to see these. (laughs) From uh, Arrested Development. Loved it. But it's also like uh, they kind of... You're expecting that and then you're like... uh, it's not a comedy role. We're kind of settling in. Then they shower at the prom, dancing like a dickhead. Mm. And you're like, they still snuck it in there. Yeah, she looks too. And they just thick. undermined her completely. I just felt I don't, I don't. I haven't got a problem with her as an actress at yeah. all. I think she's pretty good. And was another person in the cast that was, you know, good job. You know, good, she's not the good, right another role. good actor. She sounds like right she role. sounds like one of the kids though. When she talks, she's got that really high voice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it worked. Yeah. Did you say that that she was supposed to be like? First year supposed to be first year teacher. I didn't really get that. Yeah. Maybe I didn't hear what. I didn't get that. Said, but I didn't really get that. The original. I felt she was a she tough, hard mm. teacher who'd been around yeah, for a yeah. while. Yeah. Um, I think they actually say. You don't usually oh, slap kids in the head a bunch of times. So no. She probably this one cut track. down the slapping. Yeah, there's only one I think. In the other one, she, oh, because she slaps Chris in the first one, and yeah, she slaps Chris and Carrie and in the, Carrie first in the one. shower. Yeah. Um, in the book, um, Car- uh, Sue also gets slapped by the sheriff. <laughs> Everyone's getting slapped. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, they cut I, out. They cut out her slapping Chris in this one. Yeah. Wasn't I, I'm not. Chris I'm not. I'm, I wasn't on board. I was. I probably agree. Perhaps slightly miscast because of her previous, her previous roles. Yeah. She is primarily a comedy. Actress, yeah, and then when you're trying to sell some of that stuff where she's got to tell Chris to basically get stuffed and things yeah. like that, it didn't quite take. Yeah. It's like you needed someone with a little bit more clout. The equivalence would be like in my head would be if you go into the principal's office and it's Jim Carrey sitting up there, yeah, and all I can think in my head is stop breaking the law, asshole, and things like <laughs> yeah, that. I'm yeah. just, it just, I couldn't get that out of my head for her. I couldn't yeah. get the past kind of exactly. Yeah, that's exactly um, you know, for instance, if you gave that part to you know, for let's say the sake of this, Julianne Moore takes that part instead. Mm. I buy that. Yeah, I def- buy her definitely. She's got the kind of balls, you know, like if she stepped up to her and gave her a serve, you'd, you'd believe it. Mm. Yeah. There was some bits that perhaps didn't work. 
in saying that, that was the only other relationship that I think they got kind of mm. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a nice scene where she comes in to see her and finds out that she's going to the prom and she says you look yeah, that beautiful and all that. Yeah. yeah, That stuff works. Mm. And I think as an actress, she's fine. She played tender um, quite well. Yeah. But I'd agree that due to the comedic roles she's previously had, it doesn't sell as well as somebody who's a bit more... It's hard to get it out of your mind. Yeah. yeah. For me, I kept, I kept hearing Archer because she's the voice of that bloody... That, yeah. the, the, the receptionist is always rooting everyone in Archer. He's singing country music. <laughs> I kept thinking, oh, shit. Basically, everyone roots everyone in that yeah. show. So that's not very specific. So, yeah, the country music singer and... Yeah, but I would agree that possible, possibly miscast, but I thought her performance was okay mm. yeah, under the yeah, circumstances. Yeah, I agree. And she, that, she actually got a couple of sequences that worked. The, the principal looking at the blood on her dress in the office. Yeah, with the shocked face. She's like, I thought that, that's that period was, blood. That was pretty funny, and it, but she like just passed it off. And I thought that was kind of nice. The, the this gross things happened, but she just ignored it because she was concentrating on the issue. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of like funny. a good my, teacher would. My last dislike was I know that Carrie used her powers and she mm. she used them quite a bit mm. in this one. And there's a sequence where she locks Margaret in the in the closet. And, and welds it. And then she welds it shut and then she looks down at the radio and turns it on. And all I could think of was Homer Simpson turning off the lights with his gun. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know using it? That's a reach. I was just thinking, yeah, yeah she's overusing it. <laughs> she's overusing it here. It just felt like I agree they were playing with it and working it, but it just seemed to happen all the fucking time. Yeah. That was the that was the roomiest closet yeah. frame closet yeah. I've ever seen. I'd be like, send me in there. I'm, I'm sneaking a book yeah. in there, I'm maybe the TV. chuck a pillow under me <laughs> chuck a pillow under me shirt. Put yeah. a hot tub in there. Obviously yeah. I can get away from this chick. This is spacious. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm good in here. The first the first one, that creepy Jesus and yeah. no space. Oh, yeah, the glowing eye Jesus. Yeah. That's not cool. That, yeah. yeah, this one I felt like it was. Yeah, I believe have you two got I mean, you you two still got more dislikes oh, like than the yeah. fire. Well, like mine are very specific, so there's a scene where uh it's to- Tommy, isn't it? It's a good one. Yeah, so where he's walking down the hallway at the school and it's slapping kind of, Slapping everyone's... No one does that fucking shit. No one's that popular where you walk down and it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who does that shit. Kenny Powers. <laughs> if Kenny Powers does that shit. <laughs> Thanks for making my case for me. What drugs? That scene felt fucking ridiculous. Um, when, at the end, when Carrie's in the street and... The fucking other dickheads are there, and the cops go past. They're waiting at the traffic lights, and Carrie's right behind them. The cops drive past what's basically a 16 year old girl covered, covered in blood around. in the middle of the highway and don't notice it. Yeah. Fucking how? Because she's right, there's no way they missed her. That whole trip home is a dislike for me. Yeah, like, pretty much. They've driven there. I'm considering, like, a, that's from. What from Belconnen to Civic or something, something in the like distance? Got yeah, and no one ten kilometre thing. Look, yeah. Look, well, we also we also just caused a girl to go batshit crazy and kill a lot of people. Yeah. She's in the rear view. I'm going through the red line. I'm not stopping the red line. the cop car. The cop's on. I'm going straight through. Also, just quietly, this is one thing where the idea of having mobiles hurts the movie. Yeah. She gets a text. Sue gets a text from Chris saying... She lo- your girl looks good. Yeah, she yeah, won't for long. Yeah. Ring Tommy and tell him something's up. 
Yeah. But no. no. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to not bring anyone. Get redressed. Get the car and drive down there. And yeah. you know what? You wouldn't have even noticed. You, you, you've, by that point, you've already got that shit out of your head. You wouldn't have even noticed if she didn't get a text. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have been saying, where's the phone? You wouldn't yeah. have cared. Like, it just but seems silly. you could have got away with it by having her ring Tommy and his mobiles. Yeah. And he's on silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 she was there to check it out. And then she's like in the building at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You could. But it just, it just, it was such a, it's such a silly move because you've got yeah. mobiles, you're trying to hide them, but you've already used it as a yeah. bullying technique. Yeah. And then you don't play that and explain that. Mobiles in like, like remakes of older movies are always a big problem. Yes. Because really it, problem, it yeah. solves a lot of issues with isolation and communication and stuff. Like it's great if you're out in the woods. Beep, beep, don't have signal, fucking throw your phone away, you're toast. But in things like this, there's just no way to explain it away. Hmm. So exactly. it's rough. Jared might be able to shine some light on this one for me. When the house is collapsing at the end, hmm. why are there river pebbles falling out of the sky? Well, well um, the Bible, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a callback to... Um, I was hoping there was some reason. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just inexplicable. It's a callback to... They start some of the stuff in the book about when she's like three. And she goes to the neighbor's house and the neighbor's in a bikini and whatever and she's saying, what are those? Oh. I think she might mention that mama calls them dirty pillows or something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, but... Um, I can see your dirty pillows. Her mum goes stupid and she brings them down on the house there. So I think it's a bit of a callback to that. But yeah, I believe it's biblical it's a Bible as well. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fine. No, I was given that one the after, benefit think, of the doubt. I think in the Bible, like after Jesus died, there was an earthquake and I think that's, again, the, mm. no other house is falling apart. Mm. Right, okay. Fair, I'll give you that one. And then, so then the last one, and this is a massive one, like I just yeah. fucking nearly threw my fucking remote at the TV. <laughs> at the end, when you at the grave site and it's got Carrie White's yeah. writing in hell or whatever else, and then they, like, whatever her name is, fucking Sue walks away and the headstone cracks. And So what did you not like, the idea or the shithouse CGI? Both. <laughs> Simultaneously both. Yeah. The idea is just shit. And see, this is what we said, this is what we were saying last week. The original worked because that shit wasn't done. Yeah. And this time they did it just because they had to do it. You know what it felt like? It felt like at the end of fucking I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, it did. The same, just throw in just little, like it's supposed to be some kind of like shock, sting ending, Mm. and it's not. It's just like, that's fucking stupid. This girl's fucking somewhere. She's been pulled out of rubble at her house, and they've gone through this whole thing to bother burying her. Why was she at the house anyway? By the way. Home. At the, why was she, she? Was she in Carrie's house? Oh, Sue, yeah. Sue got to the house. Why? I don't she know. She went to help her, I guess. Yeah, she threw her out into the lawn. And then she mentioned the whole pregnancy. Yeah, thing. it's a girl. I saw an alternative in. Tommy, like a boss. Yeah, oh, there is an alternative yeah. And it's shit. <laughs> What's the alternative? She's having her baby, and suddenly Carrie's hand comes out of her belly. Oh, no. <laughs> That sounds like WWE. That would make... Vince McMahon was having to give birth to a head. That's even worse. That would make me fucking lose my mind, dead set. Mate, young. So I So basically that one, Carrie comes back to like punish the girl that was trying to do something. Yeah, like I, I, I'm time. not really sure. What, it was a callback to the hand coming out of the grave, I reckon. I yeah, and see, so that shit. undermines her being at the house and Carrie saying, you don't even know it's a girl or whatever, and Get basically out throwing her out. Sa- yeah, pushing her to safety. Saving her. That yeah. would have cracked me up. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. 
I'm glad that didn't happen. I thought you were going to say Vince McMahon gave birth to a hand. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's probably next on the agenda. <laughs> yeah. You'd never know where that from. But uh, any other dislikes here? Manny, um, you got a couple others? No, nah, I think that's, that wraps it up, hey. That's fair. I actually had one that I don't think it's... I'm not going to put it in the dislikes. I just want to throw out and find out what you guys think of it. The hands when she's using her powers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the original, it's all just the the big eyes. Yeah. The Whereas big the eyes was weird. It was weird. The but hands is not that really that good. The hands I didn't I didn't hate early when she was, you know, practicing in the room. But then in the, the prom scene, it looks like... Harry Potter or something. Yeah, she's yeah, throwing yeah. her hands out. I was thinking a bit more David Copperfield. Yeah, Copperfield, bit Copperfield. Very Copperfield. He's like, a, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think that whole scene, to be honest, is just like this is a trick, and then I've got another trick that I can do, and then I've got another trick I can do, and I've got another trick I can do. Like, uh, it's, I didn't, yeah, no, nah, I didn't, I, like I it, didn't it at all. Yeah, because the I hands? just no, I didn't like it. Hands. Hands. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, to me, the idea of just the eyes and, and, and going, you know, and moving them and then something would happen, you know, yeah. um, it was a bit more understated somewhat. You don't need to be able to move your hands. Your hands aren't in Telekinesis would be power of the mind. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, whatever yeah. science there is based on it, it's nothing to do with... It's well, not you're a yellow, you baby dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he is moving his hands because he's got a magnet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's moving his hands by getting the spoons to go... <laughs> Bring out his own cutlery set onto, onto the set. No, yeah. I'm not joking. There is videos that show that he's switching a magnet between his hands when he's bending spoons. Oh, really? Because <laughs> remember... Um, that is magician uh, tricks. I think it was... Uh, what was the late night host in the 80s? 70s and 80s? Jay Leno. No, not Leno. Um, Pre-him. No, pre-him in America. Oh, Carson. Carson. Yeah. I he, thought you were talking about Steve Weizard no. for a second. Weizard. <laughs> <laughs> he got Geller on and then... Brought out his own shit. Yeah, and he wouldn't and said do it. You, yeah, he couldn't do it. Yeah, he just sat there and he's like, basically like, I'm not feeling it. You I'm can't do it, can connection. you? Yeah, I've just lost my mojo. Yeah, and that ruined Geller. It, it, it destroyed his career. But Yeah, so Carrie Geller did not look yeah. good. <laughs> I just didn't like that shit. I just yeah. think it felt weird. It, it did look like it. It's funny that you said Copperfield because now when I look at the poses, <laughs> they are kind of those steals on a magician's yeah. pose where they've got one hand up front and one yeah. next to their head. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. It's yeah. me distracting you from what's actually going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when you, were, when you were referencing the scene where she locks her mum in the cupboard before, like telekinesis, it's not pyrokinesis. Yeah. So how can she weld the lock? Mm. Yeah. I didn't get that bit. It's probably either. meant to be more supernatural and yeah. I know. Maybe it was just she, uh, she, she does a bit of everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's so Gella's, got a, Gella's got a bloke with a welder that just quickly quickly sneaks in while he's waving bit his arm in this direction. Look into my eyes. Just keep keep occupied for a couple of seconds, Yuri. I've got it. Yeah, look, I I just didn't like the hands. I just felt it was it was too theatrical. Yeah. You know, it was it was over the top. It felt again. I couldn't see an explanation for it, so it felt like another thing to do differently, just for the sake of it. That didn't really pan out. You know, and she's choking the teacher. You know, she's got Darth Vader. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that looked like Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, exactly like Darth Vader. Yeah. Just yeah, I I think they made a lot of poor choices. Mm. And like us picking movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Ghoulies. <laughs> yes, yeah, I disagree. <laughs> um, oh, we can, surely you we, jest. We've been giving out fours and three and a halves and 
I think we're going alright. Oh, we've, we've stepped up from like pieces and avalanche sharks. Oh, so no, okay, pieces five. I think it might be time to do a you know an anniversary edition. Pieces, <laughs> yeah. Like Maddie would love pieces, guaranteed. Oh, I love you it. wouldn't. Yep. You would, mate. You would love it. Mm. <laughs> That's all I got. I think we covered, Harley. Yeah, pretty much. Carrie. So that was the remake to Carrie. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Keep an eye on the Facebook for what we're going to cover in our next episode. Gentlemen, thank you very much. It's good to have you back, mate. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Things are looking up. Yeah, the train was derailing slowly. <laughs> We're back on track. Don't worry, mate. I'm going. I've, I've assumed, the, assumed the wheel and jacked her up as yeah. fast as she can. I'm going home to Google JJ Abrams. Do a bit of research next time. I'm going to find that book he wrote called Lost. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm a bit lost. Look up JJ Abrams' um, History of the Dunk Contest. It's good. <laughs> but until next episode... Thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.